Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 7 of Revelation chapter 15. We're going to be reading verses 3 through 5. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was open. And I'll stop reading there. Now, last time we were looking at verse 3, and we saw that the saints of God, all those that have gotten the victory, that have come out of great tribulation, the elect, We're praising God, declaring great and marvelous are his works, and salvation is the work of God. It is the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, they also declare, just and true are thy ways, thou king of saints. And God's ways are known through the written record of the Bible. And every word of God is true and faithful. And so the ways of God are the ways that lead to heaven and can be spoken of plural ways because any verse of the Bible had the power to create life, to give a new heart as the word is quick and powerful. And God, I'm sure, over the course of history used uh, just innumerable scriptures to bring to life the company of the elect. That is, as the word of God went forth, in um, a few cases it would be a verse in the book of Revelation, or a verse in the epistle of Colossians, or Ephesians, or Galatians. Or God might use a verse in the genealogies of the book of Genesis. Or perhaps he sparked someone to life, through the reading of Deuteronomy, or he created a new heart as someone read Psalm 51, or God used Daniel or Ezekiel or Isaiah or Jeremiah, and anywhere within any of these books, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is God-breathed, and all scripture is alive and powerful. And so, God could use any verse, any word in the Bible during the day of salvation to bring a dead sinner to life. And and those are the ways of God. And yet it's all one way, as the Lord Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the embodiment of the whole word of God. And so God here speaks or has his people declare Just and true are your ways, thou king of saints, 
and all those that are saved are made saints. They're called saints, and saint is a word related to holy. And everyone that God saves is cleansed from sin, purified, washed from all iniquity, and made holy. And God is king of all saints. He He is the holiest of all. And then in verse 4 of Revelation 15, it says, Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy, as God is the essence of holiness. And yes, the elect become holy, but we receive holiness from God. It is imputed righteousness, and we could also say imputed holiness. It is God that cleanses us and makes us holy because he is holy. And uh, anyway, going back to the beginning of verse 4, Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? Now remember what God had declared during the time of the Great Tribulation when he was saving the great multitude. We read back in Revelation 14 in verses 6 and 7, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Fear God and give glory to him. And this was the proclamation that came forth from God to all the inhabitants of the world. Now, finally, it was, it was the, the time of the end, the time of the great tribulation. And the time of the great tribulation was coming to a close. And, and therefore, God's salvation program was also coming to a close. The approaching day of judgment, the appointed day of May 21, 2011, was revealed and made known. Therefore, ye inhabitants of the earth, fear God, humble yourselves, cry for mercy, and submit yourselves to the righteousness of God. This is the information that went out worldwide in the days leading up to that date. And we know that God's people who became saved, his elect, were made to fear. Now, the unsaved have no fear of God before their eyes. But it's only those that God saved that are given a new heart and a new spirit. And within that new soul is um, a fear of God. Uh, For instance... We read in Revelation chapter 19, it says in verses 5 and 6, And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. You see, the servants are God, are they that fear him. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. And this is, again, highlighting 
the truth that Bible's teaching that only the elect will fear him. In Revelation chapter 11, it says, beginning in verse 17, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and his reign, and the nations were angry, and thy wrath has come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. There we see the contrast. Notice the nations are angry, because God's wrath has come, and that they should be judged. But then God says that it's the time that he gives reward to his servants, the prophets, the saints, and them that fear his name, small and great. They're, they're all synonyms. The servants, the prophets, are the true believers. The saints are the true believers. And they that fear his name are the true believers. And and this is what's in view in our verse here in Revelation 15, where it says in verse 4, Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? Well, the, the wicked will not fear God, and they'll be destroyed as a result. But of God's elect, well, all the elect will fear him. It is built into them. It is part of the new spirit that has been granted to them and glorify his name. Just as that angel who went forth flying in the midst of heaven declared, fear God and give glory to him. And when we fear God, when we respond to the Bible's warnings as as God blew the trumpet to warn of the approaching sword of judgment, well, that ultimately glorifies God. It goes on to say, in the end of verse 4, the second part of the verse, For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. Now, is, is this speaking of all the nations of the world and all the people of all the nations? Are all the people of the earth, all the nations, going to come and worship before God in the day of judgment? Well, no, no, we we really shouldn't think that. This verse isn't saying that. As a matter of fact, if we look at judgments, the, the last part that says for the reason uh, that the previous statement, which was for all nations shall come and worship before thee for, or this is the reason why they're going to come and worship before thee, thy judgments are made manifest. So we we have to be careful in understanding that final statement. What does it mean that God's judgments are made manifest? And in the Bible, uh, there are different words, Greek and in Hebrew, that are translated as the same English word. And so we can read a word judgment or judgments, and if we're not careful, if we don't look at which Greek or, or uh, Hebrew word is being used, we can easily get the wrong idea of what is being said. Now, in this case, the Greek word is Strong's number 1345. And 1345 
is basically a word that means to justify or make righteous. It is derived or comes from Strong's number 1344. And, and 1344 is the word that we find in Galatians 2.16, where it says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. The word justified is 1344. And it's the related word, very closely related to 1345. The same uh, Greek word, 1344, is found in Revelation 22, 11. And I'll read the last part. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Now, the second uh, English word righteous is this word. Strong's 1344. Uh, so it, it has to do with being justified, being righteous. Now, 1345, which is our word in Revelation 15, is the same word that we find in Romans chapter 5. Let me turn over to Romans 5, and I'll read verse 16 and 18. It says in Romans 5, 16, And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, that is, Adam sinned and all men were condemned through him as he was our our representative. And then it goes on to say in verse 16, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. And the word justification is 1345. Now in verse 18, it's of Romans 5, it says, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, and and the word righteousness is the same Greek word translated as justification in verse 16, translated as judgments in Revelation 15. Even so by the righteousness of one, the Lord Jesus, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. So we see that 1345 is translated in a similar way as 1345 in in some places. Actually, 1345 isn't a word that's used all that often. Um, it It's also found in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 8. And it says there concerning the bride of, of Christ, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Now here we we can see how the word judgments just wouldn't fit. The fine linen is the judgments of saints. It it, it it's awkward. It, it it doesn't make sense. But righteousness is per, makes perfect sense in all the verses we read, and that's the same word that's found here. At the end of verse 4 of Revelation 15, let me read it again. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, 
for thy, not judgments, but thy righteousnesses or justifications are made manifest. Thy righteousnesses, thy justifications. Remember what's in view here. The seven messengers are those that have gotten the victory over the beast and his image. The, the great multitude that, that came out of great tribulation and they're praising God for his works, which of course includes his work of salvation in them. And what did that work accomplish? It justified all of them through the obedience of one. Many are made righteous, Romans 5 tells us. And, and so all of these saints made holy, made clean spiritually in the sight of God are, are coming to worship before the Lord Jesus Christ, before eternal God, for His righteousnesses, His justifications are made manifest. Now, the idea of, of being made manifest, of the righteousness of saints, or the justification of sinners, to be made manifest in this context of Judgment Day, we now understand why this is here, why God is saying it. It actually fits perfectly with other information that we've learned as we have continued into this prolonged period of Judgment Day as God has opened up to us uh, the the righteous judgments of God. And as part of that information, he has revealed it is his plan It has always been his plan to leave the elect on the earth to live and go through the period of the world's judgment, the the period of time in which a spiritual fire has been lit, and, and it is as though they are going through the flames themselves, they're going through the fire, and, and this is a testing, a proving grounds to see whether they are truly righteous to see whether they have truly been justified or if they have not been made righteous and are not just in the eyes of God. This time period will show that forth. And God makes a point in 1 Corinthians 3. And and by the way, this is the same the same word. It's uh the word that's made manifest is 53.19, again in Strong's Concordance. And he says in 1 Corinthians 3, beginning in verse 11, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. Remember the, the great and marvelous are thy works, O Lord. And, and now every man's work is put to the test. And, and it says in 1 Corinthians 3.13, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. Now what day is that? Monday or Thursday? No, of course it doesn't mean a day of the week. Well, what day is in view? What day will declare, 
and and this is the only possible explanation that the context allows, what day will declare the true believers from the false professed believers? Because that's exactly what is the focus, what the, the topic is, the, the gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, stubble, the work that the people of God have put into sharing the word of God, and those that have responded, their works in God's sight. Now that work will be tried by fire. The day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, it goes on to say, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Well, there's only one possible explanation. Judgment day is the day that will declare it, that will make manifest what type of work you are and I am and every professed child of God is. The day will reveal it. It will become apparent by the time we complete the judgment of God, or by the time God completes it, and we have gone through it. And and that's why he says in verse 14, If any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Now, I, I don't know what we could have been thinking. How could we have missed statements like this? How can people right now continue to miss statements like this? God is speaking of a day that will reveal whether you're truly saved or not truly saved. And everyone goes through this fire. The fire will try every man's sort. And then he says, if work, any man's work abide or continue, he shall receive a reward. Which can only mean, it can only mean that the true believer, gold, silver, precious stones, does indeed go through the fire, does indeed go through judgment day, the day that reveals these things, in order for it to be said that he abided it, that he continued through it. How could the true believers be in heaven and and this language apply there there's no fire lit in heaven that's trying true believers it's only on the earth and well it it's just evidence and proof that we don't see things until god opens our eyes it was right there before us uh, for many centuries before the eyes of god's people and nobody could clearly see what God is saying. It's only due to our vantage point at this time of living on the earth after the Great Tribulation in the Day of Judgment that we're able to clearly see what God is saying. Well, there's one evidence that God is going to make manifest who his people are, and when he does do that, that will show forth These are the righteous ones. These are the justified ones, and these are not. And also in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where God uses the word we and several or a few plural pronouns, and in every verse in 2 Corinthians 5, it applies to true believers. Please check that out. Read it. 
and and you'll see that the language there can only apply to true believers. For instance, in verse 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident. In verse 9, Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of him. Only true believers say those things. And then in verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. We, the true believers, must all appear. And that is Strong's number 5319. Again, be made manifest before the judgment seat of Christ. And, and, and this time we're living in, yes, it's a severe test, to prove whether we are gold or silver, but it's also a demonstration that God is putting his people through just as the Lord Jesus entered into the world and became man and lived a life to demonstrate the things he had done, the works he had finished from the foundation of the world. And so Christ obediently went through a period of ministry and to the cross and, and, and suffered a second time yet without making payment for sin in order to make manifest or shine the light to reveal the things he had done again at the point of the world's foundation. Now we were in him at the point of the world's foundation. He purged our sins away. He paid the price for them. And so we don't have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to pay for sin since they were paid in the person of the Lord Jesus at that point. But, however, it's God's plan to bring his people through the official day of judgment for the earth in order to demonstrate, to make manifest the fact that their sins are already paid for that they were in Christ, because that's what enduring to the end, continuing or abiding the fire of Judgment Day proves. It is a declaration. It is a proof when each one of that great multitude makes it to the end of this period of Judgment Day successfully, that is, uh, and all will, because God will make sure we do. He'll drag us or draw us through it if he has to. But we all will make it through successfully. And finally, it will be a demonstration that we had already had our sins paid for by the Lord Jesus at the foundation of the world. And we will have made this manifest. And and that's all involved here. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy righteousnesses or justifications are made manifest. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. 
For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.